Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're discussing Jessica Jones Season 3, Episode 2, a.k.a. You're welcome! All that right after this. All right, Moana. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Hey, Jeff Randall. Jeff Moana Randall today, Jeff apparently. Jeff Moana Randall, I dig it. <laughs> I uh, r- really liking this episode of Jessica Jones. Let's dive into it and talk about it. Um, <clears throat> spoiler okay. alert for everyone. Uh, this is episode two uh, of season three. What'd you think, my man? I... Uh... I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn. I really like the idea of of the other characters in Jessica's world taking kind of center stage the way that this episode did with Trish, but I'm really really frustrated with Trish. Really like, interesting. A lot of it. Like I get where she's coming from of like yes, her mom was bad or Jessica's mom was bad and you know, maybe Jess was too close to see it and like she needed to be stopped, but she's too close to her mom to see how much of a toxic person her mother is for you know, her. You know, I, I, I could not, dis- I could not disagree with you more. Um, <laughs> I think okay. that this episode highlighted the fact that, so last episode we see jet, we see Jessica find that draft of an email and it shows that, uh, where Trish's head is at. And this episode, we get to see her write that email. And we get yep. to see that there were two drafts of that email. And we see her apologize to Jess. And then she writes it again and without an apology. But she never sends it. So that that is showing that, that where Jess thinks... Your, 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 your perspective sounds like she th- it, what Jessica's thinking right now. But what Trish is thinking... Trish didn't send that email because she doesn't know... Uh, how to respond like part of her is like i was right it was the right thing to do when she's talking to malcolm about how she did the right thing and being defensive of it but malcolm immediately sees the pain that it would cause jessica and she's so she's so focused on doing the right thing that she's not acknowledging the pain she's causing she feels guilty, but she almost doesn't know why. She's like, I, I, I feel guilty because I hurt Jessica and I lost my friend. I feel bad because I lost my friend. I feel guilty because I hurt Jessica, but I, I don't see why I should have made a different decision. And the answer is she should have considered Jessica's feelings and she should have considered hurting her friend as part of the pain that you're trying to stop when you're causing these, you know, when you're, when you're doing this sort of vigilante action. You got to think about the fallout. Yeah, there are a lot of consequences to consider and and to weigh against each other. That I don't think that she really understands that that Trish really understands as you know trying someone trying to be a vigilante hero. Like she just wants, honestly, she wants the from the look of it at least this episode. She wants the glory. She wants to feel good about something, and she she wants that same high that she was getting from the drugs, but she's trying to get it a different way now. Well, she wants to be consequential, I think. And, 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 and like, I don't, I disagree with the glory idea because she, when she saved that girl from the rape, this episode, she said, uh, she even convinced the girl that she fought the guy off. Yeah. She wouldn't even want the glory for herself. She doesn't seem to want exterior glory, but she does want, she wants to feel important. She wants internal, 
she wants to internalize the idea of herself being a hero. That's what I'm saying. That it gives her a rush, and it, it's like uh, it's like a drug for her. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I don't I don't know about drug, but yeah. And then speaking about her mother, uh, whilst I think she does fully understand her mother's a toxic person in this episode, I think she has learned. Compared to previous seasons, she has learned to put boundaries on her mother. And in this episode, her mother keeps trying to get her to do things, and she just keeps shutting her down. And then she instead utilizes her mother for the things in her life that she knows she needs her mother for. So when she starts that show, they come to her and they're like, we need you to decide on all these fashion things. And she goes, mom, handle it. Like, I think she actually has her mom on a leash now in a way that was necessary because her mom is a toxic person and she has put borders around her mother. She has put boundaries in her life that she's not letting her mother be the toxic person that she has been. Yeah, I can see that. Actually, think she did a pretty good job this episode. Now, I do think she's being very naive in her actions as a hero. Yes. And that's that's the main thing that I'm aggravated with Trish about. Like, you know, I, I had kind of disjointed thoughts. Like, I'm aggravated with Trish. Oh, her mom is toxic. You know, all these things. But like, sure, I'm sure, aggravated sure. with Trish for being so naive about about how she's doing her heroic things. Like, she's you know, she puts on in earbuds or well, she puts in AirPods and is like listening to a police scanner app. And like trying to outrun the cops to get to somewhere to help people. Like, come on. That's not in, especially in broad daylight. That's, that is not how superheroes do. You are not that impressive. Well, she's just, <laughs> it's, it's naivete. It's Jessica comes from a place of jaded nature. She has a very jaded nature. Um, because of the pain she's been through. So everything we've seen Jessica do on this episode, she's always skeptical of her own goodness. So she's yeah. constantly questioning herself. Um, Trish has not had to do that, and the powers are new. Like, Jessica went through pain, and the pain that she went through, yes, she was raped, she was victimized, but the, it seems the biggest thing that caused her pain was the pain that she caused. I think part of the reason Jess never... Or rarely uses her powers. Like this, we talked about it last, last episode. Her powers is not, in this show, they don't focus on her powers hardly at all. She occasionally does something. She'll occasionally grab something and break a guy or whatever. But <laughs> she mostly tries to handle things without her powers because I think she is scared of her own powers because of what they did. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely plausible because she was made to kill someone with that power. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's with great power comes great responsibility and Trish hasn't learned that lesson. Yep. All she's had is a training montage. Yeah. Which that's the, that's what I was going to say is I'm not annoyed with Trish at all. I actually love Trish in this episode because I love when superheroes are excited about their powers. I think it is important in a superhero story for it to be kind of fun that their powers exist. Now, Jessica, she has her own thing, uh, reasons why she doesn't, isn't excited about her powers, but Trish doesn't. Trish has wanted these powers her whole life and has them. When she did that flip and just started screaming, yes, 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 yes. And then looks around and nobody's there. 
Yeah, but uh, that that just pure joy that she had because she was able to accomplish a task that she'd been trying to do, and I liked that. I liked the phone gag at the beginning when she tries to do the kick thing or catch the phone with her foot again, and she can't pull oh, it yeah. off. And she just shatters the screen, and I was like, "That's what you get <laughs> for having an iPhone," because I'm a you know I'm a diehard Android fan. So <laughs> yeah, to me, this was. A really fun origin story for Hellcat. Like this is this is Hellcat's origin story, and it's just it, it's not, it doesn't have the same struggle Jessica had. It doesn't have the same dark backstory. It's yeah. her being like, "I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person, and I am naive as hell. And I'm going to have to learn the hard way that this is complicated." Yeah, things are not black and white. Hopefully, she can learn from Jess so she doesn't have to go through nearly as bad of an experience as Jess did. But, I mean, just the first thing she does to save somebody, she saves somebody's phone, which Jessica, first of all, would be like, the consequences of me using my powers are greater than the loss of that phone. Right. (laughs) Jessica would not chase after someone's phone. She'd be like, that sucks. It's a small mugging. I'm not worried about that mug, that phone mugger. Um but she fights fights for this phone and it ends up costing her a bunch of money because they sue her. She's learning the lesson that this whole thing is a lot more complicated than she thinks. Yep. Yeah, she keeps trying to say it's just so black and white of like he was he was doing bad and I stopped him from doing bad. But then you know, Jerry comes from her space of you didn't see it happen. Uh, you know, you chased after a guy who was jogging down the street and you assaulted someone for something, some supposed crime that you were not in any way a part of. So, you know, you kind of had it coming. And like, I don't like Jerry for saying that. Rather, I don't like that Jerry said that. I don't like that idea. I don't like that, you know, that that has to be a consequence of being a hero. But she's right. Like in this in this day and age, like she's right. Yeah, and I hate to admit that. Well, it's it's a difference between moral rightness, which Jerry is almost never, and yeah. intellectual rightness, where she's like she she is street smart. Jerry knows how people work. A lot of what Trish says in that email is true. Um, Trish has a has a clear moral compass, and Jess has the street smarts to actually get things done. And and they're they're the if they would just work together, it, they could accomplish more. Uh, and and and, a, and but they can't agree, and especially after the pain that Trish has caused her now, because she was naive and did a thing, you know. Uh, yep. It's it's I like it a lot. It's been, I liked this episode, and and you know how much I love a good out of time story, and I love the fact that we got the establishing episode of where is Jess, and then they jump and give us a full episode of where is Hellcat. Yep, and where where has she come from? And you know you know that I like lost it when they showed the original Hellcat costume. Yes, and she was like, "Oh hell no!" And I was like, "No, don't throw it away." It was really great. Yep. Yep. And then we haven't even talked about where Malcolm is in this episode and how far, like, we thought that he had, he had gone kind of down a dark path, but from the way, just the way that, that he delivered the line of how he got the guy to back down on, on the settlement amount was just 
chilling. It was absolutely like my blood ran cold listening to him tell that story. Yeah, that monologue was acted perfectly, written perfectly. I loved it. Yep, yep. Just he's in so much darker a place than. And, and, you know, he might be coming back from it. We might have, in the first episode when he was doing the, you know, the vigilantism of, like, hitting the guy, you know, like, sideswiping the guy at the uh, at the four-way stop in the, the for-sale Jeep. Like, that might have been, you know, him coming back and, and trying to do some good. But, like, he got to a dark spot where he was, like, trying to, to break family. Or not trying. He was... A, he was willing to break families down and trash a child's entire world just to get a guy to back down on a monetary amount. Right. And it was, Ugh. it was absolutely bone chilling when he said, all I thought was, I got you. I got you. I got you. That's, that's it. Like I, I won. And, and it, he didn't think about the moral implications of what he was doing. So, like, I think that Malcolm is in a very dark place, too. And I think that maybe Malcolm and Jess need the sort of moral absolutism of Trish to balance them. And it, they all need to kind of play off each other. Um, Malcolm, it, it's almost like the three of them. Uh, Trish is all about trying to do what's right. Jess is all about doing what's practical, what she views as practical, and Malcolm is about self-care. And without any of the three of them, they are all kind of falling apart. <laughs> yeah. They're all kind of heading in opposite directions, following their own North Star, and not, you know, learning, not not learning or growing or, or you know, having their... Uh, sort of weaknesses covered by their friends. Yeah, and you know it's it's funny that you that you mentioned them as like this this triumvirate of the show. You know, they're they are this you know this triangle of power, so to speak. Almost they they're kind of like a triforce, right? Sure, sure, sure. Um, but you know, you can see the point of view of each of the three of them, like rather how the other two view that one. So like with Malcolm and Jess, they both look at Trish as you killed Jess's mom. That's wrong. It doesn't matter what moral high ground you have, what viewpoint you have as far as how the world is supposed to work, how heroes are supposed to work, anything. You did this one horrible thing and hurt your friend. And that completely invalidates everything that you're, that you're doing. Yeah. But then, you know, they turn around to to Jess and they're like, you know, you have this this cynicism and this practicality, but you're not doing good enough with your powers. You've got this great gift and you're so scared of what happened in the past. If you would just forgive yourself and and give your chance, give yourself a chance to do good, you can do good. Well, yeah. Well, that's what that's what Trish is looking at it and saying. But then you you see it from Malcolm's perspective, and he's like. I just can't be around a toxic person that's not going to take care of themselves. And, and like, <laughs> yeah. he really is like, he, he is constantly trying to get, he wants Jess to, to give up the drinking, to, to, you know, to care for others, let others in, but she won't. And he looks at, he, he looks at the decision that Trish made to shoot Jess's mom and says, 
you were not thinking about the consequences of those actions. You were just looking at their one metric that you're judging everything by. What is right? What yep. is what? Th- th- I am. I am justice, and I am going to do the just thing. And it doesn't matter if it's the practical thing, and it doesn't matter what happens to me. Like she's she's she stopped protecting herself. Like for real, like she is, uh, she's, she's, uh, her, she's leaving her door unlocked. She said she got tired of living in a fortress. And the thing is to be a good hero, you need all three of these things and you need to be a complete person. You need all three of these things, (laughs) right? Like not even just a hero. Yeah. And you have to protect yourself. You have to protect yourself. You have to have self care and self love. Or you end up you end up falling apart in in different ways for both of these characters, but they're both falling apart in different ways. And then you, you have Malcolm is the opposite extreme. All he is at this point is self care. He, all he yep. is is he's doing the thing that is uh, best for him, and he's kind of saying screw every everything else, and yep. that's not good either. Yep, and that's the that's the viewpoint that that I was getting around to that Trish and Jess have against him is you know he's just looking out for numero uno at this point. Like he's, he, you know, got burned trying to help other people so much before. And now he's just done with it and he's going to get himself to a good space, but he's doing whatever it takes and not necessarily great things to do that. Yeah. You know, to get himself to that good space. Well, he even says they talk about being a hero or doing the right thing. And he says, I'm doing it my way. I got to make my bones first. I forget the phrase he uses. He says something like I got to make my, my money first so that I can help people. I see now that power is in the hands of people like Hogarth and I want to be those people. Yep. But you know, it doesn't, it doesn't help if you lose yourself along the way. That's right. What, what oh, does man. it profit a man to gain the world but lose his soul? Oof, oof! That is that is the the epitome of Jessica Jones right now, dude. We could talk about this freaking series for hours and hours and hours. Yes, apparently, yes, we could. I'm I'm loving <laughs> it. Uh, I think we and I really enjoyed this. This was this is a good, really good uh, talk with you, Jeff. We've we've narrowed down on some really cool things that they're doing with these characters. Um, so yeah, if you guys are enjoying this and you want to hear more, uh, there will be more episodes available uh, at our Patreon. Uh, hopefully, we're, we're getting them up as quick as we can. Uh, we got to start a little late, late start, but we're trying to drop as many episodes over there as we can. Um, we drop one episode a day in the main feed, but we'll be dropping them as fast as we record them over on the Patreon. So if you want to support, this is a great time to do it. Patreon.com slash MCUcast. Uh, you can find us at MCUcast.com or at MCUcast on all the social media things. If you want to hear more from me, please check out my other podcasts, the Star Trek Universe podcast, the Orville Universe podcast, or listen to my music anywhere you get music. Just search for Matthew Carroll. Peace. Until next time, true believers. True believers.